Hey, it's Josh Sadikoff of what was formerly the Goldfinger Sawcast. Last Sunday, I went to Earlton Park, where the progressive democratic faction of our town was hosting a picnic. The sun was low in the sky, and as I approached the park from the road, I at first did not see the group of men, women, and children who had set up tables, chairs, and food under a tree. When I started talking to the supporters and former candidates of the preceding primaries column 7, I realized that I wasn't talking to politicians, but real members of our community who had a genuine vision and ongoing passion for improving the quality of life in our town. Here are just a few of the many conversations I had that night. If in progress is ours once more, now that we have the neutron bomb, it's nice and quick and clean and get things done. Uh, my name is uh, Frederick Dande. I ran for the uh, state assembly this last election. Uh, I would say I've been to just uh, help us uh, let the community know about us and let, uh, let them know about the differences that we have in the policies. I mean, at the end of the day, we are all Democrats, but there are some core issues that uh, we care about that is not actually being currently addressed. So where does your... Uh your involvement in uh, in local politics start? Uh, where I started? Yeah, or, yeah. or when? Uh, uh, the sort of situation that you first... The sort of situation that I, I, I started getting involved is uh, I moved to Cherry Hill mm -hmm. because of the excellent schools in Cherry Hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, my kids started going to school and um, I went to a board meeting kids mm -hmm. and um, the elected board which is actually nonpartisan mm -hmm. there were issues that parents had mm -hmm. and some of the responses that I would see or how you know uh, the parents were being um, addressed or not being addressed I, I didn't like that and that's why I was like you know what the board needs to work for 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 the parents and the warrant and th at that time the Cherry Hill teachers, who actually teach our kids every single day, had had no contract for the last two years, and that did not add up to me. I was like, okay, if we are taking our kids to school every single day, and most parents I've talked to would agree that the main reason why they moved to Cherry Hill is because of the excellent school district, and now we are here and we are not paying the teachers, it didn't add up. And my, my mindset was, turns out that the people we had on the board then didn't, again, negotiation is not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. But for you to take two years, teachers are working without contracts, there's, the, the, there's something. Mm -hmm. And that's why I got involved, to bring yeah. that change and bring that voice to our parents and our students. Oh, okay. So, how specifically with the, this, the current movement, uh, Progressive Democrats uh, in Cherry Hill, uh, Column seven, I guess some people refer to as. Uh, did, how did you get involved with that specifically? How I got involved with that is through the people that I know in the community. Mm -hmm. And you know, you you talk side by side. Like just right now, when we're here, you see we talk to a lot of people, mm -hmm. and from that we have a common idea. And like, okay, how can we change it? And that's how we started talking. Okay, let's run because every citizen has a right to run, mm -hmm. and we. Uh, executed that right that we have to run with like-minded people to make a change and uh, make our voice heard. To make our voice heard. Um, so, aside from education, what are your what other uh, big issues uh, do you care about? Aside from education, I live in New Jersey. I've lived in New Jersey for over a decade, and one thing that I know is that our taxes are very high. So. Uh, if I was to pick two things, it would be taxes and education. Um, can you sort of outline the timeline uh, from sort of the uh, envisionment of uh, the, the Column 7 uh, uh, platform to Election Day? Like, uh, well, how would you break down what uh, the, the whole development of the campaigns? Uh, it was uh, very, very intense. We knew what we were who we were running against, the, the um, machine Democrats. Mm -hmm. And we had like 60 days to do this. 
and uh, I would say it took a lot of work from a lot of people to make it happen. And um, we had 30, 30, in Cherry Hill, we had 37% of the vote. Mm -hmm. 2,500 people mm -hmm. voted for us. And that was through door knocking, talking to people, people talking to their friends, and pretty much telling them what our vision is for not only Cherry Hill, for Camden County, and the 6th District, because we have a slate of uh, candidates running, very, very good candidates running for all those slots. So how do you make the decision on such short notice to uh, run for public office? I think um, for everybody else is, is what somebody cares about. Uh, we had people running for uh, freeholder that they cared about, uh, you know, uh, environmental issues which you can even impact from that level. Uh, we had people running for um, county committee, which is where all these endorsements uh, come from. Like you see, um, just to tell you how I would say rotten the current system is, we had more than three people running for the, um, for the governor. Governor's race. In New Jersey, 21 counties, 21 counties supported one candidate. If that happens in life, there's something really, really wrong. That's how rotten our system is. And that happens from the committee level. I actually got a chance to talk to one person uh, in, the, in the Camden County Committee. I asked, I asked him, how can you defend your votes if I would ask you why did you vote or why did you support Phil Murphy? I don't have anything against Phil Murphy, but it was kind of just unique that all the 21 counties supported one person. And he had no answer. And that tells you what happens. We have rubber stamp committees. And that's the same thing we have in Cherry Hill. We have rubber stamp council members because all they pretty much do is for a council to constantly vote yes on everything, there's a problem. In life, it doesn't happen. Even you at home, your dad or your mom doesn't say yes to everything you want. It doesn't happen to me, and it doesn't happen to any functional society. That doesn't happen. So that was just too much. Could you talk a little bit about the uh, the process of uh, campaigning and sort of the experience of the days leading up to the uh, primary? Um, the experience was great. Knocking on a door, talking to real voters, and listening to what they care about. It was a great learning experience. In the process, we met a lot of friends, uh, we got a lot of support, and we got to learn about a lot of issues. Um, one that comes to mind, there was a lady that I talked to, and her issue was, why are we messing up the environment for our kids. There are so many countries that currently have banned use of plastic. We all know that plastic is not biodegradable. Why do we have plastic all over? Um, they are like in Maryland, Montgomery County in Maryland. If you go there, if you have a plastic bag, you have to pay to use it. And with time, people get in the in the in the realm of learning that okay, this is not really good for the environment. So there are some simple common sense decisions that you can see people making, and we are not making. And then you wonder why we're we not making it. It's just special interest. There's a company that's making money if you use plastic, and they're paying our politicians. Not really paying our politicians, but they are supporting our politicians uh, to keep doing that. Um, I would say one. Um, one version of that uh, that I had during the campaign was that being uh, an organized crime. Mm -hmm. What did you did you learn anything about your community uh, from the process of campaigning, knocking on doors, uh, meeting voters? Yeah, I, I learned a lot. Um, I learned a lot about my community. Uh, one thing that um, I would say, actually, right now we are at Elton North. Uh, and uh, Elton, this community, mm -hmm. voted for us. So we actually won this district. Mm -hmm. And this is a district that we spend a lot of time on. Mm -hmm. um, they pretty much know we're all Democrats. Mm -hmm. 
but the issues that we presented to them were dear to them. If you live in Cherry Hill, you know very well that uh, traffic in Cherry Hill is a problem. Uh, there are a lot of issues that are popping up. Uh, right now, pretty much, the uh, parents are care about full day kindergarten. Uh, you know, the community is trying to figure out how to actually get it done. And some of the suggestions that have come up, uh, the community has stood against. Like, you know, when there was a committee, uh, the, when, when there was um, some talk about closing one middle school and, you know, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And the problem we're having, the core problem we're having is communication. Uh-huh. We're not sharing information, right? And that is one thing that people say, let's share the information. So, the community is part of that decision making. So we know what's going on and we can say, okay, you know, this works well for us and this doesn't work well for us. Right now, it's pretty much special interest where developers have an upper hand than the taxpayers who live in China. Um, Do you know about the distribution of uh, sort of voters across the uh, town precincts in terms of, uh, of what sort of, what neighborhoods went for uh, column six versus column seven? Just because I haven't been able to find that at all. Uh, we, we have that. We know communities that actually uh, mostly voted for, for us, progressive Democrats, yeah. than the machine Democrats. So we have that. That is something that actually I have your contacts. I can email okay, yeah, yes, yeah, I can email that And um, when we analyzed it, what we realized that where we spent most of our time, we got, you know, better response where we spend most of our time. And we had six days, it's not a lot of time, mm-hmm. but we end this for the long run. Mm-hmm. We have a plan to knock on all the doors in 37 cities mm-hmm. and find people who care about the same things we care about mm-hmm. and get a common ground mm-hmm. so that we can get people who care about people running for office. A common man running for office, not rubber stamp not influence, not inside machine uh, Democrats running for office. And if you look at even just Shirley Hill, if you look at the committee, you realize that some people running for, for committee are either the daughter of somebody who is already elected. Uh, there's nothing wrong about that, but if you have this people that was something anything you're doing, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are your thoughts about the statewide uh, election uh, coming up in November in terms of your options? Um, for the statewide elections coming in November, I would say that, you know, that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosine lost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Cosine lost the election, it was a Democrat. Uh, Democratic presidential candidates have always one New Jersey. And for that to happen, there's a problem. The reason why that is happening. And uh, I'm not the first person who said this, but um, if you look at how Phil Murphy got to be our, our, our winner in the primaries, it wasn't fair. So, my only, as a, as a Democrat, mm-hmm. I will go to the polls, I will vote. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like um, the same thing that happened when Chris Christie won mm-hmm. his re-election, where Democrats sat home, mm-hmm. may happen. Because people have a feeling that Phil Murphy is Cosine 2.0. And for you to get Cosine 2.0, I mean, that is not, we, we are better than that. We can do better than that. Okay. So just to, just to go off of that, uh, who did you support for uh, the primary? For the primary, um, on record, I supported uh, Jim Johnson. Okay. And the reason why I supported Jim Johnson is um, his passion about the issues that we have in New Jersey. Um, I don't know if you've gotten time to... Um, look at some of his uh, issues that he cared about. Actually, Jim Johnson came to Cherry Hill, I think, at least three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three or two or three times. And um, I know he was at the library once. And then yes. he, was, he was at a private home. 
Uh, yes, it was, uh, and the library then was yeah. a private home in uh, uh, the East and Chanticleer. Mm-hmm. And uh, both times, um, I got to meet him, we got to talk, I got to review the issues that I cared about, I compared with all the other candidates, and I felt like he was, um, he was a candidate that I would support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, now... Now that I guess the dust has settled around uh, the, the first mission of, uh, of our town progressive Democrats, uh, what are you and, uh, and, and others in the community going to do to continue the, uh, the momentum that was uh, started? Yeah, what we were doing, uh, just the conclusion we had, just, we just talked to a lady, her name was Michelle, mm-hmm. and she said she wants to work with us. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are the and are willing to work with me, and Michelle is just working with her. The people who actually met us during that process and want to work with us, so we are coming up with a structure where we can have that um, that forum, where we can have monthly meetings, mm-hmm. we can start working with other people on the other on, on other towns, mm-hmm. and ensure that you know um, we can listen to everybody in these thirty-seven counties and see how that effort, how far that effort can take us. Mm-hmm. But we are all committed to, to, we are all committed to following through what we started. Okay. All right. All right. I, I have like one more question probably. Um, okay. So the, the listener base for my podcast is primarily uh, young and pretty progressive, at least for national politics. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say sort of, uh, that you think that they should hear that you haven't said so far? Yes. One thing that, uh, I would, uh, I would, um, I would want to tell them is that, uh, one, we appreciate efforts like the one you're taking right now. Uh, for you, uh, Josh, to take your time on a Sunday and come out here and uh, talk to us. We really appreciate it. Um, I know you go to Cherry Hill uh, East, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we have in our plan is to knock on every single high school, look for, you know, people in SGA, people in uh, any political organization, I mean clubs, Mm -hmm. and get the young people involved. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to... um, give them a platform where they can start. We can talk to us, we can talk to them. We want to learn from them, we want to know what they care about so we don't have that disconnect. So if there's one thing they want to, uh, they want to hear from us is that uh, we're coming out, you know, Camden High School, we're coming out to Bohis High School, Cherry Hill East, Cherry Hill West. Every single high school will knock to um, give them that that voice we want to get them involved yeah i don't want uh we don't want a situation where you know they only see us in november we want them to give us idea we want them to you know uh, have a stake in this so that is the the, the, the long-term plan and that's something that i would be happy to let them know that we want them to be part of the process we want to know what they care about yes. thank you My name is Deborah Lonsdale, and I ran for Camden County Committee as well as Camden County Freeholder. I'm sorry, Cherry Hill Committee, Democratic Committee, as well as the Camden County uh, Freeholder Commission. So, so uh, how did you first uh, become involved in the uh, progressive movement in uh, our town? Um, well, I've been following the page on Cherry Hill United, and also saw some requests for uh, people to run for. Uh, township committee for the mm-hmm. uh, Democrat committee. Mm-hmm. So I saw that making a lot of pleas, and on a Friday night or a Thursday night, I sent a little message over and said I would do that because I wanted to get much more involved, mm-hmm. especially after the tobacco in November of yeah. national politics. So, to what extent so far have you been uh, involved? Uh, Before the election or after the election? Uh, both. 
Okay, well, before the election, I, you know, I had a career, and that sort of thing. I've never run for office before, mm -hmm. but I've always followed politics. I'm on a national and maybe state level, not really so much on this uh, local level. Um, not that I didn't know what was going on, but not that I ever wanted to actually participate. Um, but what... As I followed things that were going on in Cherry Hill and um, being more awakened after the election, as I said, you know, it sort of turned into a time to get much more involved for me. Mm -hmm. um, my husband was at work. He's a guy who works second shift, so I told him that he was running for committee. <laughs> um, messaging back and forth to work, so because they needed females and males to run yeah. for committee, so he said he would just tell them what it meant, and then we both got involved. So when I went over to sign the paperwork uh, with one of our campaign managers, um, we got talking, we got to know each other a little bit better. Before I left the, the building, she asked me to run the freeholder. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into politics. <laughs> it was just saying yes to one thing and then a yes to another thing. Because I felt that um, you know, it's a scary decision to make it because it's, it really does put you out of a very comfortable zone in your life out into something that's a lot less comfortable. But it was really worth it, I have to say. Um, what what are the biggest issues that have motivated you so far? Uh, um, I have really opened my eyes to what machine politics looks like. And I think that um, that needs to be changed. I think that the only way that it can change is that people are first of all aware of the problem and then begin to run in a different kind of way. Because I think that ethics in, in government is so important. And I think that when it's, uh, even if they have good intentions, if you're a long entrenched party, what begins to happen is um, legalized corruption. Where people just, um, they get their, me their special friends and special favors or their own. Um, uh, you know, their wishes get done, and oftentimes it turns out to be advantageous, but it seems over time it becomes a justified thing to do. So I've really grown into the situation where I believe that ethics are probably one of my number one issues for reform. We can't fix a problem in any part of the What are your favorite memories so far uh, from being involved uh, with this community? Um, I have met neighbors that I didn't even know were friends. Really, a, a very honest experience for me. Um, I had knocked on doors in my neighborhood. We did door to door canvassing, and I actually won my precinct. Um, and also, all of the surrounding towns of Barclay, Kingston, and that area, and everywhere we really campaigned in our five weeks that we were really actively on the ground, we won. So, um, we're very proud of that part. I'm, that was very exciting for me. Um, learning how the process works has been very exciting. Also, having, um, like, making new friends of uh, like-minded folks that uh, we, we found a way to get really uh, able to listen to one another and to get along together very well and just have a single-mindedness of purpose. And the more that we got pushed back, the more we restructured our focus on, we're going to be about ethics. We're not going to go tit for tat. We're, we're going we're to call out corruption when we see it, but we're not going to participate in it by, like, counter-stealing signs, things like that that would happen to us. But you asked me about some of the best experiences was talking to voters and finding out that they thought the same way that I did, and they, they thanked me, which is like shocking, or speaking the way they felt, that they want to make a change, they feel powerless to do that, but they know that it has to start somewhere. So if anything, I think the, the most exciting part is getting other people interested and active and showing up and doing their part as well. If everybody just does a little bit, we can make change. That's really what progressives believe, that there's hope for when you get together and pull, pull your resources and stay focused on what you want to achieve. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the state and other local elections uh, come November, uh, now that you've been more involved uh, in the process? Um, I'm having a really difficult time deciding about who I'm going to vote for governor. I um, don't like that. I, I do like the platform, but I'm not so sure that I trust the platform. Because I, I really feel that when you purchase a by influence and, and donations and um, that sort of thing, that you're not always going to put those people that you represent first. It doesn't matter what party you come from. I know that there's practicality to getting elected, but there's also, I was a Jim Johnson supporter, yeah. and this yeah. was my second choice. And um, for those reasons, uh, I liked Johnson the most because he was running personally for me on an ethics reform platform so that 
things that were going so to get changed would only happen if there was a level by level accountability where they don't really have that anymore. I used to be very active in the 80s with advocacy. So I knew a lot of different players, not as many politicians that we did have to go through them. I ushered some legislation through. So I learned how government works in New Jersey back then. But what I also found out is that um, there are a lot of people who are entrenched always. And um, you have to really not be willing to give up. I decided I'm going to raise my family. I had another career to work on, and I kind of moved into just working and doing my job. And I getting getting awakened again to be a part of it has been uh, really something that I feel more ready to do. I have more time in my life to do it. Thank you a lot. Could you comment a little bit uh, more on your previous uh, advocacy experience? Um, I used to be um, into advocating for quality child care and the professionalism of uh, child care providers. Um, I would teach people how to do that job and as well as you know try to make sure that uh, quality of care available for parents throughout the state, I ran a statewide professional development organization, um, was more accessible and available as well as high quality. So the more we would get people who are informed and trained well, the better they would be at the job. And um, I also was on a national level, did a lot of volunteer work with the national organization around that. Um, I also, uh, as a, uh, I developed a professional organization for the New Jersey Family Child Care Providers Association in the late 80s. And through the 90s, what we did was um, we made our profession for family child care a much more uh, knowable, much more accessible thing. Um, and we were able to, as I said, we professionalize. I met senators from the state. I met Teddy Kennedy on the steps of the, of the Capitol at one point. So I have a lot of uh, happy memories of being a part of the process, and I know that it does work. I the legislation gets through after fighting and battling and making phone calls and making other phone calls and pushing. And, and I know it can happen, but uh, it does take the will of a lot of people to combine to do those changes and make good things happen. What main policy are you going to continue to to look at more uh, going into the next uh, legislative terms that are Right. I know that we have, a, we have a large platform with yeah. the, the progressives, so of course it's going to be about making sure that education is properly funded in New Jersey or in all townships that is fair for everyone. I'm, as I said earlier, ethics reform and transparency in government is very important to me because the it starts there. If we don't, if we don't take the cancer and, and, and cut it off and make things um, uh, better for everyone involved uh, so that we're not uh, letting a machine boss or a machine party run all of the, run all of the policy, we're all going to be better off. So uh, my goal right now at the moment is to bring together Bernie supporters and Hillary supporters. I really believe we have to stop attacking one another and find common ground. And it's the same thing at our local level. I really believe that that's the one issue that could tear groups apart, and it's very counterproductive. We have to find a way to respect, hear one another, and stop looking back and blaming people for things that happened. It's about moving forward. That's kind of what my goal is to be on this local level of trying to make things better. As far as the state um, goes, as I said, I think that ethics reform is really important, and also some reforms around legalized marijuana. I know it's not going to happen with Jeff Sessions in the White House. But uh, you know, I'm a chronic pain sufferer, but I really believe that it's not okay uh, for greed, basically, to determine you know what's healthy and what's not, what's my medical treatment, and what isn't. So I'm, I, you know, I am uh, pleased with Bill Murphy's position on that, which to me makes a lot of economic sense as well. I have a very dear friend that lives in Colorado. I know and have seen with my own eyes what happens when you have this new resource. Yeah, tax. And I don't think people mind paying taxes because they like more money. Um, the other part is the, uh, as I said, the uh, transparency and the, uh, the ethics reform. I think that we need to find a system that, um, uh, as if uh, one of the suggestions that was made by um, Jim Johnson was that what we have is people that are going to. Um, Take, I guess it would be kind of like this is what your code of conduct is. And one of the one of the main important things is that you don't just get a job because your uncle works for someone. So. To me, we get a lot of incompetent people at the government level that never lose their job, and that um, it, it needs to be based on parameters of excellence and affordability that makes sense. I also want to know where our local and county tax dollars are spent. I think we need more transparency around our budget in every level. I think that we are 
told and manipulated and told that you know, you're going to such a big bang for the buck when we're really not. You know, when our roads have potholes, when our, uh, you know, we have to beg to have our history paid, when there's a gas leak, which is what we had in our neighborhood. For a year and a half, we had a gas leak with PSD and J, and they finally fixed it, and then they didn't pave over until our neighbors jumped up and down, and that's what happened. In my neighborhood of Barclay, that's what we have is worn up roads and older trees that are pushed up the sidewalks and it's very costly to do that and it really is a township there's trees that border the street it's really a township responsibility. We have a lot of other uh, issues that we are addressing. I know that TIF is really good for education and um, and the last one I'll touch on is our environmental uh, because our environmental person really isn't here. But I think on the state level as well as every level we need to have an environmental scientist guiding every bit of policy that happens in New Jersey. And um, we could do better in Cherry Hill. That was some of the things that we ran on. We want bike lanes in more areas. We want to increase uh, incentives for uh, commercial businesses to recycle because they don't. It's not mandatory. I would like to see an ordinance personally where you can use styrofoam together. I would just like to see that done in your township. It's not that difficult to do. Use up what you have and buy paper. Whatever it is. Biodegradable. I don't care. So, um, you know, there's a, a lot of other environmental policies that I know that are policy wants to know, but, you know, just so that you know, there's a So, final question. So, we have uh, a fairly young and uh, progressive like listener base. Is there anything that you specifically want to say that you think would uh, I would love be the most to important? see you guys show up at our meetings and get involved because we know you're the future. We know that we failed you. We know that we haven't fought hard enough. And now that we've awakened, okay, we have, there's a lot more people for these reforms and you're not alone. We will mentor you. We will support you. We will listen to you. We think that the show is super important and that really, really hope and pray that you get more involved and that you know we're approachable. And um, I learned because I came around people who knew things, you know, and uh, like how how to get on the ballot. You need to take a mini college course to learn how to do that. You need to have a lawyer, thank God, we got a couple that would guide us all. To me, it's a very instructive process to get on the ballot for election. So um, things have to change. I would love to see the young, the young folks also look at a way to, to uh, reform elections. I don't think that we should have primaries that are restricted to only two parties. I think we should have open primaries in the United States and in New Jersey. I think that there's a deliberate bias and a deliberate way that they can people out of the voting system that then have to declare and don't want to because it's aggravating to undeclare and to get back to be an independent or whatever you choose to be. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, to me, I would suggest for the young folks, look at how um, our elections need to be important. I believe there's a huge flaw in them. I think there's tampering that is very easily done. And I'm not even trusting the outcomes of a lot of, um, a lot of these uh, national elections because you see what's been going on. So. So my name is Tiff Hare, and I ran for county committee. My husband, John Hare, uh, ran for county Okay, so where does the the story with working with the progressives uh, in Cherry Hill really start for you? Um, it started for me with the election uh, in November, which is probably pretty common. I was um, I taught in my previous life before having kids, and I was always very you know um, vocal about my progressive values when I was in the classroom. And I was, you know, just in my regular life, but never really did much beyond that, and then I um, started supporting God was necessary for cover, and I started doing phone banking for the first time in my life, I did anything political, and um, from there, I met these people through Facebook, and the call was put out for me, people to run for committee, and I said, sure, sign me up. So, what sort, what progressive values do you think uh, have been most uh, important to you? Me? Oh. Like during this, life, yeah, during this process, and uh, so and for me, I just am always interested in more people having more involvement in government and what happens in their life. And I also believe that more people need to benefit from what is America. You know, I, as I said, I taught, I taught at Tennessee. I know there's a lot of inequity 
in our town that people are not aware of, and I think that um, I, I just want to do things that will bring that to light and um, hopefully bring more equity to people all across our town, not just those who are born with privilege. Hi, baby. Sorry, this is my, oh, it's fine. my almost three-year-old. <laughs> this is Josh. His name's like Dad. <laughs> So, um, what do you think the biggest issues are at the local level, like yes. town and county level? Absolutely. So, for me, um, the machine politics has been something that I've been um, more and more aware of over the past two years, and I just don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I, again, like I said, I want more people to have a say in government, and I think that the idea that most of our leaders and our ideas and our policies have been chosen for us ahead of hand. Um, we don't have a say, and that is not democracy in my view, and I think democracy is a beautiful, wonderful thing, and um, without the people being involved, it's not actually democracy. So for me locally, that's a really huge thing. Um, even more locally, within my own town, I, I've lived here my whole life, I've taught here, raised my kids here, um, I, I just want to see this place as a... When I was growing up, it was a place where people were like, oh, you live in Perryville, and it was this thing that I was proud of. Unfortunately, um, I guess over time, it's not so much that anymore. It's more like, oh, you live in Perryville, the traffic is terrible. Oh, yeah, we stay away from that place. I can't get anywhere after 3 o'clock, or it just seems like a lot of big box stores. I'd like to see more of a sense of community, small town feel. So, how do you think that the platform that the, uh, that the progressives proposed would accomplish the goal of bringing back that old image of the town? I think most of us were just really interested in open space and, you know, bike lanes and connecting communities and bringing a voice to the neighborhoods. My, uh, what my husband and I would talk about a lot was we wanted to sort of have each neighborhood represented at the town council meetings, which I know involves a whole change in the government itself, the way that our town is run, but um, even just as representatives show up at the meetings so that each neighborhood has a voice. That was something we hope to see happen. So, from what I've heard, it was a very condensed uh, campaigning process yes, because it, it got started kind of late. Could you could you sort of outline the the timeline for sort of how everything came together? Yeah. So so it was I guess the end of April where Judy um, and Rena were reaching out to people trying to build uh, columns. Um, a lot of it was through social media and. From that, you know, it was like we got all these names within a week, and then it was about a couple of days after that that the petitions were due. So there was a couple of days there where, where people were running all over town, getting signatures, and oh my gosh, and they also need this and that. Um, once that was turned in, we dealt with we were trying to bracket with John Lesnesky first, and then we were trying to bracket with Jim Johnson, the governor. Both of those things kind of fell through. And we realized, okay, like to make sure we're safe and we don't mess anything up, to get on the ballot without any you know, errors. Let's just be with us, column seven. And then once we're in the ballot, it was like, all right, now we got to get to know the town. And we just hit the pavement, a bunch of us, not yours. Uh, so letters, we were just trying to come up with strategies that we could use that didn't cost thousands of dollars. Um, I think we spent a little over two thousand dollars total on the campaign. Some people didn't spend any money. So, uh, some people donated fifty dollars. Some people spent, you know, a few hundred dollars. And it was really a really grassroots movement. Uh, a lot of just energy was put into it. Um, and then it was, you know, election day. And it was like we got to get out there, and we're still meeting voters. Um, just trying to get every single vote and to just meet as many people as we can meet. So, did you learn anything about the town while you were uh, canvassing? Yeah, so, I mean, for me it was great. Like, a lot of people know my name because I taught and, and because my husband still teaches and coaches. So, it was just nice to either reconnect with people that we had taught or to actually meet people that knew of us from one way or another. Um, my neighborhood, what I learned, what I was really astounded by and loved was that in the last presidential primary, we actually went for Bernie Sanders, 67%. And I didn't realize I lived in such a progressive neighborhood. I had no idea. I grew up there, and I've lived there now. And uh, 
that was something that was eye-opening to me was like, wow, I live in this place where I have all these people that have similar values to me, and I didn't know it. <laughs> Did you learn anything more personally, uh, or... Or sort of. I think as far as yeah. the machine politics goes, yeah. I keep telling people um, I had heard about it and read about what goes on, and I have some friends in other towns that are very involved politically, mm -hmm. that I, you know, they would say to me, oh, you guys are so brave, or you, um, thank you for doing this, and I thought, well, I don't know that I'm brave, I think I'm more naive because I don't feel brave, um, but as time went on and the more I learned and read and heard stories from people, I kept saying, like, this is actually real life. This is not a movie. I feel like I'm in a movie right now because it's like, this actually happened. I said to one of my friends in the town, who is very politically involved, the Republican Party, but he's way back to me, oh, and now you, you know what you know, and you still know nothing. And I, could, I just can't still put my hands or get a grip on that. Like, that is, this is real. This, Nonsense. Like, well, it's yeah. actually real and happening to regular people like me, who I just care about my town and I like people. And it's like really underhanded stuff, and I can't believe it's actually real. Um. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the state and local elections coming up in November? Now that you've been here, uh, my thoughts. <laughs> Basically, I'm I'm just feeling uh, like I don't know what to do. Honestly, I I, I hate the fact that Bill Murphy lost his way into office. Um, but I know that on the state we need to stand up for our agenda. I don't want what are you planning on uh, what are you planning on uh, doing now in terms of uh, advocacy uh, going forward? Um, so we are meeting tomorrow to come up with our plan. For me personally, I've gotten more involved in um, my fashion is education, and um, so I'm going to be more involved trying to make differences in our community. So yeah, this is all new for me. You know, I was never really involved. I paid attention and I read and I um, so, our listener base is, is pretty young and progressive. Is there any? Um, is there anything? He's recording this. This is my seven year old when he eats cookies all day long because I'm not paying good attention. Eat it up. I like cookies a lot too. Um, so is there anything you would say to our listener base yes. that you haven't really covered yet? Get involved. Do it. Like, you can join us. We, we love it. Um, I wish that I could redo a lot of my life, and I think that what you're doing is amazing, and I want to know how you, at 17, are so involved already. I think that's amazing. Um, but you guys can get involved. And you know that progressively, like you said, it's very, very young. And I think I've looked at surveys where the younger the people are, like the younger the generation, the more progressive values they're going to stand up for. So what I say to all of the young people that I know, including my son, those are my sons, but the little one's three and he doesn't get it yet, but any young person I meet, I say, you guys are going to save us all. You have to save us. <laughs> so that's what I'm counting on. A lot of people will talk a lot of like nonsense about young people, like whatever they want to say that's negative, but I don't use any of it, and I think that um, you're all going to save us. So, where does your story start uh, in working, uh, becoming involved with the progressive movement? Um, there was a meeting at the bowling alley at um, the big event, and um, that's and I was asked to run at that meeting. So, I believe prior to that, I had. Um, I had said I would go to an Our Revolution um, meeting, um, that was also organized through Facebook. Um, I think the meeting was canceled, or I didn't go, I don't recall, but, um, but I think the 
organizers of our group saw my name on that list mm -hmm. and then invited me to go to the alley for our movie. Could you elaborate more on uh, what motivated you to become uh, uh, involved with either our, our revolution or the, uh, the more local stuff? So um, the election of Trump um, motivated me to, um, to just start getting involved in a lot of things. So um, I joined um, South Jersey Women for Progressive Change pretty soon after the the election, um, I go, I'm, I attend the Unitarian Universalist Church in Cherry Hill. Um, the day after the election, we have a service because of what it is. People just spoke about how upset they were. <laughs> it just woke me up to say I need to start being involved locally. Um, so then when I came to this meeting for our progressive group, um, people started to stand up to say what issues they believed in. So someone stood up to say um, they supported $15 an hour for minimum wage. Um, somebody else stood up to say they thought we should have bike lanes in uh, Cherry Hill. Um, and then everybody talked about the lack of transparency with the current um, uh, township government. And um, so I really liked what people were saying around me, and I felt like I could be a group like this. So it was at that meeting I signed the petition, and then within the next week we all went around and got a bunch of signatures, and then we got on ballot. So what would you say are your biggest uh, issues that you, you focus on, at least, as a member of the community? So locally, um, you know, uh, open, transparent government is really important to me. Um, I live in Carlton North. Um, also, since the election, I got involved with our neighborhood association, so I'm the treasurer of our um, neighborhood association. Um, so locally, um, I door knocked and talked to people and said that I wanted to represent our neighborhood. Our neighborhood has a lot of cut through traffic. Um, I think that is something the township should be um, addressing and talking about. And, Really, I, I get like silence from them on that issue. So that was that was like my big local issue, which is the traffic in the In terms of the uh, the primary uh, as a whole, um, what do you think voters uh, were thinking uh, going into it at the state and at the local level after the work that had been done uh, by by all the different groups? Um, so the people that I talked to, so I door knocked a lot, both in Carlton North, I was in Knollwood, I was in Barclay. Um, they, they too were concerned about the lack of transparency from the government here, the local government. Um, they were concerned about all the developments on the west side and how that will affect traffic. Um, where will those kids go to school? The schools are in, um, basically in bad, bad shape. Um, so, what are we going to do about that situation? So, those were some of the, the local issues that people really talked about. Um, and people, I think, were interested that we, we were calling ourselves progressive Democrats, so we were not, you know, we are not Republicans. As a progressive Dem, I believe in, you know, representing people and not representing corporations and businesses. Um, and I think people um, liked hearing that, and I think people also were, because we said those things, they were open to us as um, a party of change. How important do you think the Progressive Democrat affiliation was overall, uh, especially in relation to a lot of the local issues not really being along party lines? Well, I think... Um, I think a lot of people are um, in our area, this is heavily democratic area, um, they don't trust anyone who calls themselves a Republican because of the conflict. Um, so the fact that we were saying we're progressive Democrats um, and saying that we would represent people, um, I feel like they felt that they could trust us. Uh, did you learn anything uh, canvassing or? 
during the uh, the process of running for office. I learned a lot about the What are your thoughts on the uh, statewide elections coming up in November? Um, well, it's um, so, you know, Phil Murphy is, mm -hmm. in, in my mind, he went around and How do you plan to continue your involvement in uh, what, what you've been advocating for so far? Well, we're still meeting. Um, and we have this picnic. We're going to meet tomorrow with a more like formal meeting. Um, I think some of us are perhaps going to run for school board. Um, and then I think we're going to look for um, what elections, what offices will come up next year. And I think we've learned through, like we did this in seven weeks, so now looking forward to the future, we have learned what worked for us, what didn't, and what, what do we need to prepare to be ready to run next summer. Mm -hmm. This is kind of unrelated, but... Um... So it looks like on the agenda for tomorrow's council meeting, they uh, they have the approval of all the appointments for the different committees. Do you know anything about that? So you mean like the um, planning and yeah. zoning? Yeah. So um, from what I see, they, they just appoint themselves. So um, for example, I was at a um, planning meeting last week, and um, Carol and Jacobs mm -hmm. is on the planning board, but she's also on the council. So, um, you know, I, in my mind, I think it should be on both. Mm -hmm. it should just be on one. So, yeah, so I find that disturbing. Mm -hmm. um, so we have, a, uh, we have a pretty young and progressive uh, listener base. Is there anything that you haven't said so far that you think would be good for uh, our listeners to hear? Um, I think it's important for young people to register if they're 18 and they can register. Um, and especially locally, the most important election is the primary. Um, because um, once the primary is done, when you get into the election in like fall, you're really just, your choice is the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. So like, for example, this election, we gave people a choice of progressive Dems, incumbent Dems, and if you were Republican, you could vote for the Republicans as well. So that would be my thing is register and then learn and vote, vote in the primary. Thanks for giving us your time. Check back in over the rest of the summer for more special reports.